0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the next level experience. It is Wednesday, June the 7th, 2023, wherever you are in the universe, I hope you're doing phenomenal. I hope you're doing well, and I just hope you're winning in life. And just a small reminder, those wins can be small or those wins can be big because the small wins eventually lead to bigger wins. So please understand that a small win is a win. Now, it is Wednesday, and as you guys know, the way we do things here on Wednesdays at the Next Level Experience is we usually bring in maybe a coaching friend, a client, or hell, somebody who is just way smarter than me, and like, let's be honest, that's a large amount of people, but we bring them in, we have them share their story, we have them share their expertise on a specific uh, topic, share their knowledge, share their experiences and really just spread the wisdom for you guys so you can learn a little bit more, so you can get better, and so you can become the badass that you always desired to become. Now, today we have uh, Coach Gina Finch on with us, and her and I, Man, we had such an amazing conversation and this was like pre-recording, during recording and post-recording. We just see eye to eye with so much on nutrition and I'm really excited for you guys to hear this episode. So please enjoy the episode. Stay around until the end and I will see you on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Next Level Experience. It is Wisdom Wednesdays, and as always on Wisdom Wednesdays, I bring in a specialist, I bring in a coaching friend to shed some light on a topic that they are an expert in. And today, I have a good coaching friend of mine. I have Gina Finch with us. Gina, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing awesome. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing fabulous. Gina, where where are you currently uh, hailing from?
1: We are in Denver, Colorado.
0: Denver, Colorado. So I love that because I'm actually a major Broncos fan.
1: Hey, all right, see, I should have yeah. known.
0: <laughs> yeah, so so I I know I have the Buffalo Bills hat on. There's there's an explanation. My fiance is from the Syracuse area. So her whole family is like Buffalo Fiends. So, like, I have to play along with it because, like, I value my life and our (laughs) our marriage. So, like,
2: I'm like, okay,
0: I'll play along. But whatever's Denver versus Buffalo, like, I got to wear my orange. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) Well, I was born a Steelers fan. Oh, okay. And have been a diehard. My whole family on my dad's side, my Polish family that I've told you about, are all outside Pittsburgh. So, I bleed gold and black. But I've been in Denver for almost 20 years, so I'm definitely a big Broncos fan.
0: Heck yeah, that's awesome. So how did you end up in Denver?
1: <sighs> I'd always known I wanted to be here from the time I was young. It's just, mm-hmm. it's my vibe. It's I'm a mountain person. Yeah. I'm an outdoorsy person. and And when I was finally single and could just kind of do my thing, I packed all my stuff up. I was living outside D.C., drove across country, landed here, and interestingly met my husband like... Right after I moved here, everyone's like, you're yeah. going to meet some mountain guy. And I did.
2: <laughs> there
0: you go. There you go. Well, I'm currently uh, I'm currently in Delaware, so I'm not I'm not too far from Pittsburgh. I'm about uh, I want to say about three hours from Pittsburgh. I'm right around three hours. I'm about 40 minutes from Philly. So I'm close, close to
1: a lot of stuff, which is kind of cool about where you yeah. are. Like You can hit a lot of cool cities quickly.
0: Yo, for real. So like, that's what I tell people. Anytime I tell people like I live in Denver, like originally, or I live in Denver, I live in Delaware. Sorry. Originally, I'm from South Carolina, and we moved up here to Delaware so we could be closer to my fiance's family. And like, like everybody goes like, what's so special about Delaware? Like what's in Delaware? I'm like, dude, listen, I can go to Maryland, Philly, and New Jersey, all within 40 minutes. I could go to D.C. within 90. I could go to Pittsburgh within three hours. I could go to Syracuse within three and a half hours. Like Mm -hmm. everything is like right around me. Like I don't have to travel like seven or eight hours just to go to a different state to like experience an event because it's really cool. Because one, one of my uh, nutrition coaching companies, I, I own two of them. Um, one of them is called Hot Tag Nutrition. We work primarily with professional wrestlers because I'm an avid professional wrestling fan. Um, and like, what's so cool is a lot of the wrestling companies... Like uh, they, they hit up Baltimore, they hit up Philly, they hit up Pittsburgh, they hit up Atlantic City and Jersey. So like mm-hmm. I'm like centered around a lot of like hotspots for like wrestling. You just
1: follow them around. Yeah, I... for, <laughs> real.
0: yeah for real, for real. Like yeah. so, prime example, um, AEW was in Baltimore like a few weeks ago, and like they're going to be in DC in a few weeks. So I'm going to, to DC, and then WWE is going to be in Philly in August. So I'll I will we'll be in Philly for that. And then, like, we're going to, like, a smaller promotion in Jersey in uh, June. So, like, dude, like, we could just bounce around. And it's so cool because, like, in South Carolina, you have to – it's either you go to North Carolina, which is, like, an hour That's
1: where I grew up. Really? (laughs) North Carolina, yeah. Hey, how
0: about that? Yeah, so, like, you have to drive, like, an hour and a half to two hours to get there. Or if you want to go to Georgia, where I'm from in South Carolina, that's, like, a five-hour trip.
1: So, it's like,
0: well, we're either staying local or we're going to the city over. (laughs) <laughs> so,
1: yeah yeah. You're I remember driving through all the small towns like anytime we went anywhere it was like you drive through a million small towns to finally get to there's nothing between here and wherever you're going oh
0: god no there's nothing but like wheat and corn and cotton
1: <laughs> yeah no doubt I remember that growing up in North Carolina when I moved up to the DC area that was the first thing I noticed is all of a sudden I was close like we went up to Jersey all the time in New York all the time and Philly and Pittsburgh and everything was just yeah. it was just easier to get to those things faster
0: yeah, and it's it's so much fun because like there's always something going on in a city near you, and like you don't have to like travel four hours to get to it. It's like oh, it's like a forty minute trip to go to this concert in Philly. Like, I
1: live in Denver. Oh, there's nothing major. <laughs> like we're like in the middle of like rural America. Really, yeah. I mean, it's it's the opposite of what you're describing.
0: Well, so my my best friend and I, um, we we went out to Denver last not not this current playoffs um, but last playoffs for nhl because yeah. he's, he's a big avalanche fan and like they won the cup last year and uh we just we we had a blast like denver is just is such a fun little town um, i love it and, yeah i i feel like there's always something going on in denver though.
1: there really is there's a lot going on here and if you're and if you're into the outdoors i mean the, like the whole outdoor concert scene at red rocks in the summer and oh, it's just a cool i mean I, I knew once i moved here this was Our very first date, I told my husband if he was ever planning on leaving Colorado, I didn't want a second date. (laughs) And he's like, okay, I think I can agree to that. And I was like,
2: okay.
0: (laughs) Man, I love that. I love that. Well, we we could talk about sites and towns and cities in in a different episode. Uh, But today, guys, we are actually talking about a topic that I've actually been doing a lot of research on within the last year or so. Um, So for those that know where I'm currently at with my health, I actually transitioned from one coach to another. The coach that I transitioned over to, he actually focuses on, um, kind of really the ancestral lifestyle he really focuses on the holistic nutrition side of things where we're not so much counting macros we're not counting calories we're looking at the quality of the food and honestly you and and i both being nutrition coaches that rubs a lot of people the wrong way sometimes because oftentimes within the nutritional world right now everybody's talking about hey caloric deficit is the way to lose weight. Hey, macros are important. Like, like this is what macronutrients are. Hey, count your calories, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And nobody's really talking about food quality anymore because everybody's wanting to talk about the convenience and the flexibility of just like cramming high inflammation foods within their diet. And I, of course. I used, to, I used to follow that lifestyle as well. I've been in the field for about 10 years and I used to teach the same thing to my clients. Now I'm doing the complete opposite. I'm saying, guys, this is the way. Focus on quality. Don't focus on macros. Sure, macros serve a place in that time. But whenever we focus on the food quality, dude, you feel so much better. You look so much better and you perform so much better as well. Um, so that's what we're talking about today. And I'm super excited about that. Uh, so so uh, Jenna, I, I, I need see, I did it. I called you Jenna. I I had it in my brain the entire time, Gina. Um, I have to ask you how, like, how did you stumble upon the holistic or the ancestral lifestyle approach?
1: A lot of it was my own journey. I, I had so many health issues, um, growing up and they kind of snowballed badly in my twenties. And I had doctor after doctor, of course, this is conventional medicine. Tell me nothing was wrong with me. Had one doctor tell me it was all in my head. Mm -hmm. You know, it was. I just kept hitting this wall. And finally, when it's kind of hit this, where I was in and out of the hospital a lot over the course of of this year, somebody turned me on to a naturopathic doctor who had a functional medicine approach. And the very first thing she asked me was, so what are you eating? And I thought, holy crap. Like, Like light bulb literally went off the minute she asked the question. I'm like, no, one's asked me that because I thought I ate healthy. Mm-hmm. But like you were talking, like you were starting to say, like, I didn't realize the impact that eating the processed foods was having. Cause mm-hmm. I thought, Hey, I'm eating low fat, which so that's a mistake in and of itself. <laughs> yes. and, and I was eating, still eating processed food. I was, I was there, I was doing a million things wrong that mm-hmm. I didn't realize. And mm-hmm. my whole world, my, my own health completely changed and shifted. And there was no going back. I, I knew it was going to be the path I was going to go down professionally as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, see, I, I love that. And my coach and I, we, we have this inside joke together because whenever him and I started working together, he had me fill out this like uh, sheet, basically telling him what my current diet looked like and like where my protein sources came from, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the primary ways I got, I, or I used to get my protein in was I would eat like special K protein cereal and him and I were talking and he was like, you do know that's a soy based protein, right? I was like, Yes. So he was like, you do know as a male, like that's going to cause your estrogen receptors to fire off a little bit more and produce more estrogen. Right. I was like, no. And he was like, you have low testosterone. Right. I was like, yeah. He was like, that could be a big reason why. Cause if you've been consuming this stuff for a while, it's impacting your test levels. We cut that out of my diet altogether. He, he made it to where we cut all soy out of my diet and dude, my test levels have shot through the roof. And like, it's it's just so crazy because we go into supermarkets and we, we see protein bread, protein, cereal, protein, donuts, protein, keto
1: donuts and paleo donuts. Oh my God. Exactly.
0: We're, we're, we're being marketed to the whole time. And like, they're using these big, these big buzzwords, like keto, like keto friendly, protein friendly, blah, blah. And nobody's ever focusing on, well, what is it doing internally to my body? And I, I, I think you will agree with this. I think a lot of people are so stuck on the external result that they're not looking at the internal result.
1: Oh, I agree. I think we see it too. You know, people, especially, you know, we work with a lot of people who have a hundred, 200, 300 pounds to lose. And Mm -hmm. they've, they've tried every, they'll tell you, I've tried everything. I'm like, well, you haven't tried everything. Mm. If you haven't really tried to truly eat only real food, whole foods, like really, really stripping out processed food because the standard American diet is riddled with processed food and, and, they're so focused on that number on the scale. And I always say, if you got, if you lost the 200 pounds, but you still had diabetes and you still had issues with your Hashimoto's and you still had to, I mean, I rattle off, I said, would that be success? And when they think about it, they're like, well, I don't want to be sick. And I'm like, then we can't just be focused on how we look. We've got to focus the, in, the inflammation that we are causing on ourselves by how we eat. We're, we're eating inflammatory foods. I say we, not me, (laughs) but but the majority of, of the people, the general population, they're eating it constantly. It's a normal part of what we eat. We can't address the inside. If we don't strip that food out, there's just, there's no way around it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no. So my, my coach, like he's opened my eyes to like a whole different world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, especially when whenever it comes to the world of sodium, because I got diagnosed with high blood pressure whenever I was 16. Because, uh, like, I, I used to be like 335 pounds, I used to be a really big guy. And uh, I got diagnosed with high blood pressure at 16. And, like, doctors always told me, like, hey, if you eat a lot of salt, if you eat a lot of sodium, like, it makes your blood pressure go up and it causes hypertension, yada, yada, yada. And I started working with him. Well, first off, Like my blood pressure improved as I lost the weight, of course, and lived a healthier lifestyle, but my blood pressure would still be elevated slightly started working with him and he started having me salt all of my meals, and I was sitting here thinking. I was like, well, every doctor I've ever seen has told me that salt is going to increase my blood pressure. Mm -hmm. Ironically enough, I went to the chiropractor the other day and I made the joke that my blood pressure is always slightly elevated. And I just said, it's because I'm stressed all the time. He checked it. He was like, actually, your blood pressure is perfect. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, your blood pressure is perfect. Now, mind you, this is the first time I've had my blood pressure check ever since I made that big nutritional switch to having more sodium in my diet. And it's just really mind blowing. And like I was talking to Steve, who, who's my coach about it, and he's a firm believer. He's a big believer in that a lot of times doctors are just feeding us false information.
1: They, there's so much and just knowledge they lack, unfortunately. I, I I was speaking to a room of doctors recently, and I asked, I just was curious. I pulled the room. and I said, "How many people here can say they had a minimum of at least one semester of nutrition? Like real nutrition? Yeah, Not a single hand went up in a room of doctors. And so we we have a medical system that nutrition is not we're not teaching it to medical doctors when they go through their medical school and their programming. And, And I wanna touch on what you said about blood pressure because I think one cool little tidbit to share is blood pressure is the very first thing that we see a dramatic shift in in every client that comes to us with high blood pressure. And Mm -hmm. we don't limit salt at all. What we do talk about is we educate them about when you're eating the way that you've now switched to as well, when you're eating whole food and you strip out processed food, processed carbs, refined flours, refined sugars, Mm -hmm. those carbohydrates hold four grams of water per carbohydrate. Right. the carbs we get from whole food, fibrous foods, you know, the veggies that we eat that are not processed, not refined, mm-hmm. only hold one to two grams mm. of water per carb. So if we just look at blood pressure in terms of a pipe and volume of liquid moving through a pipe, if you cut the amount, that volume of water in half or more, you automatically bring the pressure down in that pipe. There's no way around it because you've just taken out half the volume of what's in that pipe. Wow. So a big part of what drives blood pressure down And we see it time and time again, people come to us. They're like, I've tried everything. I'm on blood pressure medication. I still can't regulate. I'm like, I guarantee you when you take out the refined carbs, the refined sugars and just eat whole food, your blood pressure. And sure enough, we're sending, we're usually sending people to their doctor within the first four to six weeks to start having them monitor Mm -hmm. their blood pressure because they're starting to have low blood pressure. And it's because of what they're eating. And their doctors Mm -hmm. are always like, what are you doing? Like the doctors are so surprised and they're like, you doing what? dr Stephen gina tell me to do there you go so there's reasons there's physiological reasons you know that sodium is sodium is not the thing that that the big fixing you know aspect it's it's getting out processed food
0: yeah no for for sure and like uh i i always call it the the salt life (laughs) the the salt life has really opened my eyes a lot And like i've just I saw everything now, and like I just feel so much better, like just not only from like a performance standpoint, the gym, like not only like are my lifts better, not only are my muscle pumps better, like I just, generally I just feel better and you know, like it's just it's just awesome. Um, well it's
1: an, it's an electrolyte. it's an it's yeah, important, yeah. and all those electrolytes work together. if we try to eliminate one of them, the other, the other electrolytes don't do what they need to do because we're, tr- we're trying so hard to strip out the sodium. They follow each other in and out of the body. Mm-hmm. And so we, we need them all. So it's, yeah. And again, we always try, I feel like we live in a country where we're going to, like, people will do everything they can to figure out how to keep d- eating the unhealthy food, even though they know mm-hmm. there's a different answer. And that's, you know, that's the part that's crazy.
0: Yeah. So no, I was actually about to bring that up. So a a big premise within your coaching company is stripping away the processed food, correct?
1: Yeah.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I I love that. I'm all here for that. What kind of backlash do you get from clients whenever you go, hey, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to take away (laughs) the donuts and the ice cream and the cookies and the cakes.
1: You know, it's funny. I was talking to this coach the other day, this other nutrition coach, and I was talking about our approach and the people we work with. And he's like, so wait a minute you actually get people to agree to that before they work with you. And I'm like, yes, (laughs) Like, how how do you get them to agree? And I, part of it is, I think you have to give people robust knowledge and you have to tell them how to apply it. And Mm -hmm. even like that nugget about blood pressure, I'll share that with someone in, you know, in an early call and I'll talk about some other physiological things. But, but the ultimate thing is what I'll ask them is you said, you told me you tried everything and they're like, yeah, I'm like, and how did that work? And they're like, well, I'm sitting here talking to you. So obviously it didn't work. I'm like, so could we just have an experimental mindset here for a second and mm-hmm. just be open to the possibility that there's a different way, maybe even a better way. So just step into this with an experimental mindset. I'm a big believer in if you can get people to think in that framework of the experimental mindset mindset it shifts their mindset when they first come in. And then eventually, honestly, you don't have to keep convincing them because they get, they start to see results so quickly. They feel not just on the scale, but they feel better. I mean, within a couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. people are sleeping better. They have more energy, less pain. Like they're seeing these major shifts. You don't have to keep, you don't have to fight that for long because when they start to see the actual results they are like, okay, there's something to it. Lifestyle evolution is talking about, right? And then they start to be believers.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, so it, it it's so crazy because a lot of our clients <clears throat> is seeing that within myself because one thing that I've been doing, I like I get married in August and
1: Congratulations. Thank you,
0: thank you. A big part of my story is like I've lost 135 pounds, discovered bodybuilding, fell, in, That's fell awesome. in love, Yeah, fell in love with the sport, started competing, yada yada yada. Mm. That was like a decade ago. So I forgot what it was like to walk in my client's shoes. So I was like, cool, guess what? We're gonna gain 60 pounds like a year before the wedding. And by the time my wedding rolls back around or by the time my wedding rolls around, we're going to lose that weight and be where I was in the beginning. And like, I'm like 15 pounds away from where I started from. Mm -hmm. And like, I still have like what, like three months until the wedding. And a lot of the clients, like they see me on camera they see me on video. And like, they saw me from start of the process till now. And they're like, you dropped the weight so quick. What are you doing? I was like, I'm legit eating higher quality foods. And like, I'm just like, I'm making it a priority to not eat processed shit anymore. And just like, I've done bodybuilding competitions. I've been like, I've done bodybuilding preps where I followed macros and like, I just plugged and played foods and like, it didn't matter like what the food was like.
1: It was just the macros. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, Like as long as we hit the macros, whatever, like I'm getting better (laughs) results now than I did whenever I was following that process. So it's just, it's so mind blowing how easy and how quickly the results come whenever you just really focus on quality over quantity.
1: Well, and like you said, there's no stress of, people are always like, wait a minute, I don't have to count calories. I'm like, nope, I don't have to count my macros. I'm like, nope. And they're like, well, then how do you like, how do we track? And I said, you take food pictures. We do food pictures. We Hmm, We have an app based journal and they literally just, they they before they eat, whether it's a snack, a meal, they take a picture and they upload it in the journal. That's all we need to know. We can see what's on the plate. It helps us see quantity, variety of food, you know, that the choices they're making. And then if we need to make modifications as they hit plateaus, we do. But the measure, you don't need to, because like you said, if it's quality of food, there's a reason we, you know, we can open up a bag of chips. And with almost, I I would say without exception, probably everyone listening here would say that they could eat that whole bag of chips and go back for Mm -hmm. a second bag. And I'm talking like the family size bag of like, Salt and vinegar chips would be my jam if I were eating
2: chips, (laughs) but
1: the whole bag. And, and we don't feel any society, but if we're sitting there and we're eating steak and asparagus, there's no way we could eat more than what's on our plate. And it's because that whole food, not only does it have stretch mechanics. So it causes our stomach to stretch in a way that processed food doesn't, but it also has a thermic effect of about 30% Mm -hmm. of the calories of that food are needed to process that food and those foods produce the glp1 and the the hormones that tell us we're full. Mm-hmm. Processed food does none of that. It has no mm-hmm. thermic effect. Our body requires no energy to break it down.
2: Mm-hmm. It
1: doesn't produce any satiety hormones. There's physiological reasons why we can binge on a bag of chips but we can't binge on steak and asparagus. You know, you can't overeat. So we don't worry about a client. We a client just said to me this week she's like I'm eating more food than ever. Right? And I said, yeah, but you're eating good quality food. I said, so she doesn't feel, she was so freaked out about being hungry. Mm -hmm. Like she was convinced she was going to be starving and craving Mm -hmm. sugar and she's not having cravings and she's not hungry at all because she's eating a lot. She's just eating really great quality food. It's the game changer.
0: Yeah, for sure. So like, what, what are your thoughts on having like, like a free meal every week? I I don't like having, I don't like using the term cheat meal just because Like we don't cheat on our spouse, we don't cheat on a test. Like, why are we going to cheat on our diet? So, like, what what are your thoughts of having like a free meal where like let's say you go and have a box of donuts or like you eat a bowl or two of cereal?
1: Oh now I'm I'm hearing my husband, Dr. Steve, in my head. My my husband, Dr. <laughs> Steve, is a he's a researcher, he's a scientist. Mm-hmm. His doctoral work was in ancestral diets and and obesity markers and weight loss. And um, and I hear him in my head right now, his voice. In the beginning, we don't want that happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's our dream scenario. We don't want that happening in the beginning because we're really trying to teach the body to, to use body fat mm-hmm. for the in-between time, for in-between meals. And when we sleep, which is when we actually lose most of the fat in mm-hmm. our fat loss processes when we sleep,
2: mm-hmm.
1: all of these things are completely disrupted. And unfortunately what happens is someone thinks oh it's just this one thing i'm going to i'm going to eat a couple of donuts or i'm going to eat the mm-hmm. stack of pancakes but it takes at least 10 days for the after effects of that sugar and when i say sugar i mean all processed carbs are all sugar they're all mm-hmm. as far as your body's concerned bread is sugar pasta is yeah. sugar sugar is sugar it takes about 10 days to two weeks for your body to get past the after effects of what just happened. Mm-hmm. The extra water it's holding because of their processed carbs, the inflammation, all the dysregulation of your blood sugar takes 10 to 14 days to actually dissipate. Especially if you're someone who has a hundred, 200, 300 pounds to lose, your body is not forgiving at all when you have that kind of weight on. Yeah, yeah. So if you're doing that every week or even every other week, you're never letting your body really truly be in in a fat utilization mode because you keep putting it in this this cycle with processed food where it's it's trying to break it for 10 to 14 mm-hmm. days. So for us we say not in the beginning, but at the same time if someone's like okay well it's my birthday on Saturday and my husband's taking me out to dinner, then what we say, okay, then let's be thoughtful about the choices we make. You got to pick your evils. You can't you can't have them all. You can't be like bring the bread to the table then bring me the pasta mm. then bring me the cheesecake then bring me three cocktails then you got to pick you got to pick your poison so to speak like what's the thing that you really really want to have
2: mm-hmm.
1: and and then try to be clean otherwise so we try to guide them around choices when we know it's going to be something celebratory or something that mm. they're not going to be able to completely avoid but in the mm. beginning that that consistency in the beginning is so 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 important in the beginning that you know being able to moderate some of that stuff in which, will, of course, I would say in my dream world, they wouldn't moderate that stuff in. But the fact is, in the world we live in, that's not always going to yeah. be possible. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I was about to say, like, there, there's always going to be a birthday, a wedding, yes. anniversary party, whatever. The holiday
1: season, which yeah. is like a minefield, right? <laughs> right.
0: Right. Yeah. So, like, like then that really brings up an interesting question. Like, how, how do you guys tackle, like, Thanksgiving and Christmas with, with your clients?
1: Well, part of it is shifting... You know one thing it's funny i just did a post about this like this word restriction is like such a hot button for me because that's how everybody thinks about it is so i have to restrict and i can't and i shouldn't and i Mm -hmm. won't versus i'm making different choices i don't think about the way i live i live what we teach Mm -hmm. it's how i manage my own health it's how i maintain my own weight it's how i manage i have an autoimmune disease called rheumatoid arthritis Mm -hmm. that runs in my family Mm -hmm. i manage all of that with my lifestyle so to me it's about choices, not restricting. And so like Thanksgiving, I also happen to be a food blogger with my twin sister. We have a whole entire amazing Thanksgiving dinner that we shared on our blog which is completely on plan with what we teach clients, you know. Instead mm-hmm. of mashed potatoes, it's mashed cauliflower and parsnip. It's you know it's it's just different choices. And if you come to my house for Thanksgiving, I'm telling you, you're going to have a hell of a meal and it's completely ancestral based. There's nothing processed. Okay, uh- you know, that. and it tastes great. So it's teaching people that flavor and taste eating an ancestral way does not mean that you're deprived of amazing food. You just have to see mm-hmm. that food differently and learn a different mm-hmm. way of cooking and a different way of adding flavor.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. that. That's awesome. So we we keep bringing up the word ancestral and ancestor.
2: Yeah.
0: Eventually, this guy was going to creep th- his way into the conversation. Yes, liver king has been very famous within the last year or two for talking about this ancestral lifestyle now of course he takes it to the extreme and it's for social media and Mm -hmm. he plays a character but like the more i've explored this ancestral type of eating i'm like maybe this guy's not that crazy sure he does extreme stuff for the camera but maybe his message is not that extreme. So I, I have to ask, like, like, what is your opinion on him?
1: Well, ancestral, and you're right, there are things that people do for social media and for attention. But the fact is, the root of what ancestral lifestyle is about is something that, when fully applied to how we live now, obviously, we're not living the way we lived, as we evolved. Sure. And we live in a modern world with technology and conveniences galore, which is part of our problem, honestly, is all mm-hmm. the conveniences. But yeah, but ancestral lifestyle is really getting back to it. there's a simplicity of how we lived. So not just nutrition, because we we ate nose to tail. We ate every part of the animal. Yep. And and there is there's reasons for that. And there's reasons we have deficiencies in our diets now because we don't eat nose to tail. Um we didn't eat the minute we woke up. You know, like you think about it now we people walk up what's the first thing they want to do they go make coffee and they open their fridge, yeah. the refrigerator. We didn't do that back in the day. We had a cortisol awakening response. We had a spike of cortisol. It helped our body use fat for quick energy because we had to go hunt and mm-hmm. gather and prepare, right? There was something to be said for the way we ate because we didn't have the diseases that we have now. Right. All these diseases that we really, I would argue almost all diseases are lifestyle based. So we didn't have those then because we didn't eat those foods, but they're also, we also had better sleep. We had, we were in sync with circadian rhythms and- mm-hmm you know, light and dark, we had community, you know, we, we, we grew up in community, which is not, you know, we have a lot of people that are isolated now. It's, it's all the aspects of that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And the way I, the way that we like to sum it up is if we were on a football field, Broncos fan over there, if we were on a football field and we looked at the evolution of the human species as the football field,
2: mm-hmm.
1: the, the the era that we're living in is a less than a fifth of an inch of the evolution of the human species. But yet, that fifth of an inch is where all disease started. It's where all the autoimmune conditions came, and that reason is one hundred percent lifestyle. So when we say ancestral lifestyle, we're not saying you know go live in a hut and and you know hunt and gather your food, but we're saying we can mimic the macro macronutri- the macronutrients of how we ate at that time. And it's exactly oh. what you and I are talking about. It's whole food. It's having a quality protein, a quality fat, and a quality vegetable on your plate every time you eat and none of the processed food it is it is a game changer and I know you have people that you know some people that make it look a little bit crazy the way they do it on social and stuff but the root of it 100% is is I am completely on board with
0: yeah so I uh I recently made an Instagram post about, uh, why I think pork is one of the worst protein sources that you could consume. And it's mainly due to the environment that pigs live in and the type of diet that they consume. And, um, I had somebody in the comment section arguing with me saying that, uh, like a hundred grams of protein is a hundred grams of protein. And I'm like, dude, no. And like, what's so funny is like maybe a year, a year and a half ago, I used to think that I was like, Oh yeah, hundred grams of protein from like protein cereal is it like a hundred grams of protein yeah. from grass fed Calorie to calorie, yeah, yeah, right. And like, I just like I, I take a step back and like I look at the old version of me as a coach and I'm like, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> so so like I I just I love this topic so much and I, I can I can only imagine. I, like, I have to ask this question. When, whenever you tell your clients to, hey, cut out processed food, or we're going to eat high quality whole foods. Do they ever bring up, but Gina it's more expensive.
1: You know, they do sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes. And you know, the interesting thing about that is if you actually really walk through a grocery store and really look at the cost of all that crappy food, if you really took all that out and you were only purchasing like real food. It's not a major jump in cost. It's it's allocating your budget differently. But what's funny is those very same people will spend five dollars every day on a Starbucks, and and have no qualms dropping. I mean, I know people who drop two, three, four hundred dollars a month on on coffee, yeah. coffee drinks that are, you know, all the other stuff, and then that aren't just yeah. coffee, but they scoff at paying more for a grass fed, grass finished steak. Mm Or paying more for organic, but we also live in a time now, and I'm sure you've seen some of this stuff. There's some actually really great resources out there, you know, places that you can order amazing organic produce, you know, Mm -hmm. places like Misfits Market and Imperfect Foods. And we've got ButcherBox and Wild Pastures that can deliver grass-fed, grass-fed meat to your door. It's not as expensive as people think it is. It's just, you're allocating your budget differently.
0: Oh, exactly. So within our Facebook group, I recently did like a grocery haul and yeah. I legit purposely like I spent more time in the grocery store that day on purpose because I was comparing prices I was looking at the price of pork versus the price of like turkey sausage like I was comparing the price of like 80% ground beef compared to 93% ground beef like like really just comparing the cheaper option to the more expensive option if if you can't see me it's because I'm using air quotes um <laughs> but I posted that in my group. And a lot of people, honestly, first thing I got, well, I'm like, we're we're feeding for a family of four, our kids are busy, like, both me and my husband work, like, we have very busy schedules, like, we don't have time to eat that way. Like, we, we don't have time or the resources to eat whole foods, healthy foods, high quality foods, what, like, what would you have to say to people that say that?
1: Well, at the end of the day, yes, at the you know, we it's great if it can be organic and grass-fed. And you know you and I both know quality is so important. Yeah. But at the same time, it at minimum whole food. Even if you can't, it can't always be organic and grass-fed, it can be whole food. So when people yeah. say they don't have time, I would push back on that and I would challenge it. Cause you know, we have a client in our program who travels, oh my God, she travels three weeks out of the month. She owns her own business. She travels three weeks out of the month. She rarely is at home. Yeah. So she's eating out on the go all the time and she's following plan and she's losing weight and she's feeling better because even I don't care where you're at. I mean you can walk into I hate cringe when I say 7 Eleven, but you can walk into 7 Eleven and I guarantee you they got hard boiled eggs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They've got, you know, they've got whole they've got whole protein stuff in the back. They've mm-hmm. got jelly wraps you could just take off the bread and eat the, you know, eat the lettuce and the and the meat. There's always a whole food option. And and I don't care where you're eating or who you're eating with, there's always an option. It's just We have been conditioned to believe that convenient means process. Right. I mean, that's, it's conditioning. It's just shifting. And as far as time at home, I mean, I was, you and I were talking about this. I'm a busy mom. I have a disabled daughter and a son, and I'm running a business that we're building. My life is complete insanity, but I figure it out when I cook, I always cook way more than we need because I want leftovers. I have an Instapot and my Instapot is my best buddy. When I don't have time, Mm -hmm. I throw everything in the Instapot, walk away and come back and have an amazing dinner ready to go. It's just thinking about food differently. It's just, I think everything we're talking about comes back to just people need to learn and they need to be educated about a different approach in a different way. And so I would challenge anybody that would say that they don't have the time or the ability to eat whole food. I would argue that we all have the ability to eat whole food. We just got to figure it out.
0: Oh, absolutely. And like one of my favorite things to do within our Facebook group is I, I'll sometimes go live and do my meal preps on camera and legit. It's so funny to go back and watch the recordings because (laughs) 85, 90% of the time, I'm just standing there in the kitchen because like my rice cooker cooks my rice. Like nice. if I'm cooking chicken, like it's either on the grill or in the oven baking. If yeah. like, I'm cooking like ground beef, all I got to do is stir it up in the pan. I'm like, mm-hmm. this isn't that hard. Like, I like I don't understand why people are saying like, Oh my God, I don't have time. Oh my God. I spend like three hours meal prepping. And I'm like, I just prepped 10 meals for myself and my fiance, two meals a day in other like 60 minutes. Like, how? Like, I just, <laughs> I don't see it. I, I, I feel like sometimes we get into our own heads and we make things appear a lot harder and yeah. we make things like appear more lengthy timelines yeah. than they than they really are. Um. So, like, how, how do you coach your clients out of like that mindset?
1: Well, part of it is just giving them some ideas. Like we actually share, we have a, a, a recipe book that we created. That's mm-hmm. all recipes that follow ancestral eating and what we teach. Mm-hmm. Um, we share those with clients and it, it's a mix of, some of them are a little more involved for those who really love to cook, but most of them are very simple, but also just sharing simple shortcuts. You know, when you were sitting there talking about meal prep, I was thinking about how I love that more and more veggies now come organic and steam in a bag. Mm-hmm. Like that combo, Man, every yes. time yes. I go to the store, I get organic steam in a bag, broccoli, asparagus, Brussels sprouts, mm-hmm. cauliflower, all that stuff. Because again, it's part of what I think is time intensive for people is the physical prep of veggies. If you're, if you're chopping down mm-hmm. and cutting up a ton of veggies, that can be time intensive, but I get a ton of organic stuff. That's ready to go. I and I pop it in the microwave. I steam it. I toss it with olive oil, salt, pepper, mm-hmm. garlic, and boom, my veggies done. And it takes five minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's just giving that, and it's funny how many times I share these, these tips with people and they're like, oh my gosh, I never thought like to them, it's like this brilliant Mm -hmm. idea. Right. And so it's just, it's like what you're doing with, I love that you show them you're you're doing meal prep. It's just, it's amazing that there's just really simple knowledge and tips and examples we can share. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh, you're right. This Mm -hmm. really is simple, but they just, they are doing what they've done their whole lives, what they, what they grew up with. Some people grew up not cooking at all,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and those, and those clients are, you know, they need more guidance. And so we give them more guidance. We give them my, my twin sister's a chef and she's part of our business. Um, And she loves, oh. I come from a culinary background too, but I'm focused <laughs> on the coaching. She loves okay. the chefy stuff. Like she yeah. loves to do that, you know? Yeah. And so it's just teaching people some basic, sometimes some basic kitchen skills too. Like mm-hmm just so they don't feel intimidated by the kitchen i think a lot of people are intimidated by it
0: yeah so what, what's funny is like i never knew how to cook until like i got really invested in a bodybuilding so like mm-hmm. once i got into like investing in a bodybuilding like i started learning how to cook and like now i do all of the cooking in my household like i don't i actually don't remember the last time my fiance has cooked for me now that i think about it maybe Oh, you're
1: like a dream man doing all the cooking <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to brag. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's what I'm trying to turn. I keep. T- I'm teaching my son. Yeah, how to cook, and I always joke. I'm like, I'm creating the perfect man for someone because mm-hmm. he knows how to vacuum, and he knows how to do the laundry. He knows how to cook.
0: Oh, dude! <laughs> if you ever meet my my fiance, she, she'll tell you that I am like made in a factory or something because. I do all the cleaning. I do all the cooking. The only thing I won't do is the laundry. Like I just, I like that's where I draw the line because like, I can't stand laundry. But like there,
1: there are men listening to this right now that are like, "Shut up, Michael!" Shut up, dude. We're <laughs> telling people. <laughs> don't give my Uh, wife any ideas
0: (laughs) uh well I mean there there is a reason why my fiance is very happy with me so uh, (laughs) yeah no like it's just really funny because like we just bought a house you know one of the main reasons why we bought the house is because whenever our our realtor showed us the kitchen I was like we're buying the house I don't need to see anything else love the kitchen That like we're sold. We're done. And Catherine was like, we've only seen like two rooms. I'm like, I don't care.
1: (laughs) Well, I grew up in a house where the kitchen is the heart of the house. I I have an Italian mother, Polish dad, grew up with my grandmothers around too. And I just, to me, the kitchen was, it's still the place. Like when people come to our home, we, other than when we sit at the table to physically eat, we hang out the entire time around the Island and the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Like that is our gathering place. Like it's, the heart of the house. So I'm with you on that. It's got to have an awesome kitchen.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. But uh, no, like let, let's kind of like retrace back to what we were talking about. I do think people are very intimidated by the kitchen and and going back to what you were saying about people having to cut up like vegetables and stuff like that. It blows people's mind whenever I pull a bag of frozen vegetables out the freezer and they're like, oh my God, you you eat frozen vegetables. And I'm like, yeah, they're like, isn't that bad for you? And like, I re- I remember one time I made a post and it was just me reading off the ingredients on the bag. I was like, broccoli, cauliflower, carrots. That's it.
2: That I'm ever- like
0: legit. That's it. <laughs> and they're like, wait, it's the same thing. I'm like, it's the exact same thing. It's just frozen. Like I promise yeah. you it, like it won't hurt you. And-, and way
1: better than canned. Like we definitely try to try to get our clients to stay away from canned, stay away yeah. from if it's, if it's made to be shelf-stable, there's something in it that shouldn't yeah. be in your body, right? But exactly. but yeah, frozen, we say the same thing. If you can't find it fresh, yeah, frozen vegetables are totally fine. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so like I always encourage that with our clients who they like to say, hey, I don't have time to meal prep. I'm like, cool, buy a rice cooker, buy some frozen vegetables. Really, the hardest part you got to worry about now is your protein. And that's it. Congratulations, you just made meal prep very simple. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and even with protein like i know like at our well not everybody's close to like a whole foods or a sprouts or a mm-hmm. natural grocer but they usually will have like really great quality like roasted chickens or <laughs> yeah. you can even get a container where they've already pulled it all off for you and shredded right. it off the chicken and you just like i tell clients that too i'm like that's not that's not a, a big deal buy that stuff if it's gonna make you more likely to eat mm-hmm. that versus something else go for it like mm-hmm. there's It's just like, we used to, now that we're, you know, we used to do more in-person back in the day. Now we're, since we're virtual, our clients are all over the country, but when all of our clients used to be local, we would take them to the grocery store. We would do these little grocery store jaunts with them and literally show them how to shop. And we would constantly show them things that they were like, I didn't even know that was a thing because they've never looked for it. No one's Mm -hmm. ever told them, Hey, there's this thing that can make your life a little easier here. You know, they just, they just need to know. They just need the knowledge. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no. So I love that. Actually, I have a few clients that, uh, that we FaceTime with. So my, my assistant coach, I know she's Facetime with a f- with a few clients while they were in the grocery store. Yeah. I FaceTime with some of my professional wrestlers, like especially whenever they're on to the go, like especially in the airport. Like uh-huh. a lot of them will FaceTime me and be like, what do I grab? Like I see like Wendy's and Hardee's and like Chick-fil-A and all this stuff. And I'm like, go find like a fresh section and find like a wrap that has grilled chicken or something in it there you go <laughs> like there you guys be be simple um so like i always tell people like really it's okay for your diet to be boring because i i feel like a lot of people they they look at like an ancestral type of diet and oftentimes i get oh, mike that looks so boring because at one point i was posting a lot of my meals with my clients to showing them what, what i eat during the mm-hmm. day and they're like you eat the same thing every day like don't you get bored like it's like that looks so boring and like I tell people all the time I'm like you're an adult you're not like four like you you don't like not everything's supposed to be exciting
1: <laughs> it's to be a pancake with a smiley face of blueberries and right. strawberry eyes you
0: know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right right so to, to kind of like wrap all this up like what why do you think a lot of coaches out there and I'm trying to word this. So I'm trying to like tiptoe lightly. So I don't offend any of our colleagues. Um, Why do you think a lot of coaches preach more of the flexible moderation style of diet? Then there's like us over here in the corner where I just recently joined the party where we're like, no, like let's focus on quality. Like screw Macros. Cause I remember I posted a status a few months ago that said, Let's be real, Mac county macros are overrated. Man, the torches in the pitchforks that came out. So, like, <laughs> why 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 do you think a lot of coaches these days focus more on that flexible, like moderation type type of coaching instead of like, hey, no, let's actually focus on where our food came from?
1: I think it's twofold. I think part of it is that's what people want to hear yeah. as well. Like you you definitely capture. I think a larger audience of people that want to hear that message than that maybe want to hear our <laughs> message, yeah. right? But I think it's also just them not having a depth of knowledge yet, like you, like you talked about your journey, right? Before you had the knowledge you have now, you were that person that talked about mm-hmm. the calories and the macros and moderating in the processed food. But then something shifted and you learned at a deeper level. And I think that's where I I almost want to just take, you know, all those people and just say, Just join, join us for a month and just follow our path and learn from what we do and learn from my husband is a brilliant researcher and scientist. And, and just, and I honestly think if people truly understood the damage that that food is doing to our long-term health, I don't care if you look great. I've met people that look like they should be on the cover of men's fitness or women's fitness, and they're sick and they have diseases and they're riddled with inflammation and they feel like crap. So it's not just about like you were saying, it's not about the image. It's we're talking about long-term health. And I want to know that when people work with us, they're gonna have a longevity and quality of life where they're gonna be thriving, not surviving. Surviving is not living. Thriving is living. And you cannot thrive off processed yeah. food. I don't care gotcha. who you are.
0: Dude, I love um, that. So like one one question I always bring up to clients is, hey, would you rather have a six pack for the next 20 years and that be your last 20 years on this planet? Or would you rather look pretty good, feel great and be around for the next 50 years. Which one would you rather have? Well, look, I would rather look good, feel great and be around for the next 50 years. Cool. Then let's focus on what we're putting in our mouth because like, it, it's just, it's so funny. Uh, and like, I tell Steve, my, my coach this all the time. I'm like, dude, like ever since, like I started working with you, my digestive system has been on point. Like it's just been like clockwork. Like, like I know whenever things are happening and it's just like, Man, like I I don't have any digestive like inflammation. I don't have any like leaky gut. Like I have no digestive issues. And I look back to like my diet before I started working with him. I was sick all the time. I felt like crap all the time. Like mentally I was foggy. Like I just like my workouts sucked. Like just nothing. That was me back in
1: the day too. That was totally me. And it felt crappy and it was confusing because at the time I was like, what am I doing wrong? You know? And I just didn't know. I didn't yeah. have the knowledge yet that you have and I have now, right? It's It shifts. Once you make yeah. that shift, you can't close your eyes again. Like I yeah. truly believe that if you can open people's eyes, they're not coming from a place of ignorance and lack of knowledge. Now they know. And I really truly believe if you can teach people, it's like the mm-hmm. whole adage of about, you know, either feed them, give them the fish or teach them to fish. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you teach people. I truly believe that they can completely change the direction of their life with the right knowledge and how to apply it to themselves. But if we aren't giving them that knowledge, I feel like we're shortchanging them. And that's not how I want to serve mm-hmm. people. I want to serve people fully, you know, through oh, every man. aspect of their health.
0: You know. I love that. Man, I, I just I love this topic so much. I I feel like we could go a whole nother hour. Oh <laughs> but I could it. talk I honestly, right. yeah,
1: you give me a microphone and a big stage, I'll talk all day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love that. Well Gina, this was amazing. Um, like for, like I said, I feel like we could go a whole nother hour. Unfortunately, we're out of time today. Um, where can people find you on social media?
1: Yeah. Well, on Instagram, we're at lifestyle evolution coaching, um, on Facebook, we're, um, also lifestyle evolution. Um, but we've got a private Facebook group and I can share the link with you so you can Thanks. share it, but we have a great private Facebook group too. Um, and then, uh, and our website is lifestyle evolution.com.
0: I love that. Awesome, and guys, as always, all of all of the uh, links for our guests will be in the description below. Because if you're anything like me, you hate having to like type on Instagram and like listen, like, huh, did I spell this right? Like, is there an a or an e here or there?" So, like, all of the links will be in the description below for both Gina and both myself. Um, so, if you need to connect with her or connect with I, just go to the description below, and you will find a link to get in touch with us. Gee, man, this is amazing. We definitely have to do this again. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Totally. I'd, le- I'd love to get my husband on here with you too. He's oh. he's, he's a scientist. He's a researcher. He's like yeah. he's he's a whole other level.
0: <laughs> oh, dude. Let, let, I would actually love to have both of you on. And I, I think our audience would love that as well.
1: That'd be fun. we love. We've been talking about doing that more together. So I'm game. All
0: right, let's do it. Yo, Thank welcome for- to the other side. I am so happy that you made it through that episode. Burrell, that was one of the more entertaining and insightful conversations that I've had with a guest here at the next level. And it's just really funny because what we talked about really like pre-show was how we are going against the grain. Like, truly, as nutrition coaches, we are going against the norm, where as of late, it's popular to just go, hey, like, what is going to fit within my macros? Or, hey, like, as long as you're in the caloric deficit, that's all that matters. And we're really taking the approach of, hey, your internal health matters just as much as your external And if you truly treat the internal circumstances, the internal issues found within the body, the body will reward you with the external uh, rewards that a lot of people are looking for. Uh, So this was just a conversation that I truly enjoyed. And we are for sure going to have Gina and her husband, Steve, on for another episode Uh, just because I can only imagine what we can do if we slated a entire two hour period out for an episode instead of just 45 to 60 minutes. So stay tuned for that. Um, As always, we don't sell anything on here. Uh, I don't advertise our programs. I don't do any type of advertisements at all. So if you guys will, please share with a friend, please share on your socials. Be sure you tag me at underscore coach or excuse me, underscore coach Barfield about said coach Mike, but that's not right. (laughs) But anyways, guys, I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Check the description down below for all of my social media links and all of Gina's social media links as well. And I cannot wait to see you guys next time here at the Next Level Experience.